Hey, what's up, everybody? For your fix of fitness, health, life, and laughs, you know where it's at. That's right, it's at the podcast with your host, yours truly, Adam Pullman. Hello and welcome to this episode of the podcast. This is the show where all of your health, fitness, and nutrition questions are answered. Today's episode, though most episodes are mostly Q&A, today's episode is an interview with Eric Roberts. He is a coach and trainer that I got connected uh, with on TikTok and Instagram, and he puts out some amazing content. Uh, He communicates extremely well. He is able to simplify things well to help you better apply what are usually complex concepts without making them feel complex. Like he can reduce them to simple ideas that you can easily apply in your life. Um, and, and we talked about some awesome stuff today. We talked about um, the health and fitness space. We talked about how to dissect and discern uh, what is legitimate content on social media and what you might want to you know take with grains of salt or avoid. We talked through a few different things that are extremely important for people right now that are listening to improve their health and fitness. I mean, we talked about a ton of stuff. I love his energy. Uh, great dude. Hopefully, we'll have him back on here in the future. But um, that is that is what you're going to be listening to uh, today. Now, if you're listening to this and you are interested in finding a way to get some more protein in, I've got a delicious option for you. So Magic Spoon is an affiliate of mine that I love working with. Now, one thing that we talked about in the episode was, you know, people promoting stuff, uh, you know, maybe stay away from that. <clears throat> and I'll play devil's advocate a little bit, a little bit there. Um, this, the, the reason I promote Magic Spoon and the reason I promote Mirror is because I use the products and I love them. And I figured, well, if I can get a discount for people, <laughs> why not? I make no money off of it. Uh, well, that's not true. There's a little bit of money made. There's a kickback, but then all that's given to, to charity. So I personally don't make any money off of it. But regardless, check out Magic Spoon. You can get $5 off your order by using the code the code PullmanFit at checkout. I just got a box um, sent in the other day and I tried the... Um, oh no. Oh, it's maple waffle, I think is what it is. And it's really good. I love it. Not as much as I love the fruity, but... The maple waffle was surprisingly delicious. So again, that's magicspoon.com. Use the code PullmanFit at checkout for $5 off of your order. Um, And then lastly, if you want to get connected with some more exclusive content on uh, health, fitness, nutrition, what it might look like to work with me, um, learn more about the things that my clients are doing to see results, Join our private community. Like this is an awesome place where a lot of us get together to talk in depth about a lot of different subjects. Like yesterday, we just did a a workshop on finding the quote balance or what we think is balance between work, life, health and fitness and all that stuff. So um, go ahead and message me on Instagram with group and I will send you a link to uh, that private community so you can join us there. I'd love to have you there. So um, that's all I've got for announcements. Without further ado, here is that interview with Eric Roberts. Hundred Well, it's funny. Um, I know you follow Jordan, right? Jordan Syatt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was like the first dude I ever got on my podcast because he's the goat. And um, you know, like the day of, I was like, oh, we're gonna use this thing, and I had again, I have no clue what I'm doing, right? And like, it didn't work. And I'm like, dude, I don't really know. He's like, do you have Skype? I'm like, yeah. He's like, just fucking use Skype, bro. I'm like, right. oh, all right, sweet. And so he's like, yeah, I'll send you an invite. Da da. And I was like, oh. Thank God for you because I got no clue what I'm doing over here. So oh, yeah, I am. Uh, I totally agree. Are you Are you doing anything with him? 
with Jordan? What do you mean? Does, does he do like stuff with coaches and trainers yet? Um, he has like a, uh, like a fitness business mentorship kind of thing. And yeah. so like him, him and Mike Bacanti both kind of like help coaches and stuff. Yeah. But he, he's a, he's played a huge role in my, like my business and my coaching and everything. Say, yeah, him and so Mike both. That's cause I was going to say, cause I've been looking through your stuff and I'm like, dude's cranking out content, like his <laughs> business. I'm like, Oh my gosh. And then it's like, a, it's, it's not a spitting image, but there's definitely like Jordan Syatt mixed in there. So did, mm -hmm. did you like reach out to them like did they work with you on that or is that just stuff you kind of picked up on yeah so so jordan um i've always followed jordan i've always loved his content just the way he approaches things so i followed him for a while and actually it's funny because i mean i'll never forget this i messaged him one day on instagram which like he gets thousands of fucking messages per day right so i messaged him one day on instagram and i was like dude like any advice for a new trainer a new coach this was like I i've been coaching in person for like three ish years and i wanted to get into online and he's like bro got time for a phone call i'm like do i have time for a phone call i'm like uh yeah i'm like yes and so he literally spent like 45 minutes on the phone with me for free nothing just like giving me so much game and i was like dude you are literally the best human being i've ever met in my entire life and so from that call i, I kind of started to you know obviously i gained so much knowledge and then i found out that he had this like you know this kind of like fitness business mentorship where he does like help coaches become better coaches and those kind of things and so you know they talk a lot about like not only like systems but like how to become a better coach and all this kind of how to produce so much content and all this kind of mm -hmm. stuff and so yeah he, he is him and his friend mike Picanti. i don't know if you know who mike mm -hmm. is but oh, him yeah. It, yeah yeah so both those guys uh i mean to this day i talk with them all the time and they're they're amazing human beings yeah so what do you feel was the biggest um what do you feel has catapulted your your content and your business the most from what you've discussed with them? It's it's tough because like so obviously as as they always tell me and like as we probably tell our clients right it's like I'm doing the work right so like I'm the one doing you know every single day doing the Instagram doing the TikTok doing YouTube but like the thought process that they ha they have behind the content and like you know like why does somebody go on social media and what makes them share posts and what makes them not share posts and, you know, getting, getting like, you know, Jordan has this thing where it's like, you know, making a post and making sure somebody can take immediate action from it. And that makes it so they actually can go and use it and say, Oh, this person actually knows what they're talking about. So they come back and follow you for more content and those kind of things. So it's, I, I would say it's a, it's a mindset. And like, so like, for example, I, um, I've been writing a lot of articles and I just actually yesterday, I kind of like researched and saw how many articles were like SEOing on first page of Google. Mm -hmm. And I have like 15 plus articles right now. They're like, if you search that term, it's like they come up as the, and my article comes up as the very first thing. And mm -hmm. so like, I had no clue how to do that, but they taught me how to do that. Right. So it's like, it's just a lot of like little stuff that I feel like I had the work ethic, but I didn't like know necessarily how to put that into actual practice and so i'd say that's right. the biggest thing it'd be this it'd be a similar situation as to someone that comes to you for coaching and says hey i'm eating healthy and i'm working out but not seeing results it's like okay, exactly well, you're just throwing spaghetti at the wall hoping hoping something sticks like you actually mm -hmm. need like mm -hmm. some sort of, of of method to the madness that's really interesting 100 um I, I love to hear that how long have you been how long have you been on tiktok uh since may 26th of last year Okay, be, so... be, because because Jordan told me get the fuck on TikTok, Eric, and I was like, <laughs> "All right, Jordan, whatever you say." And so I did, and yeah, that's why. Were you, were you hesitant beforehand to to get on there? I don't know if I was hesitant. I just didn't know. Like again, I didn't know what the fuck to do. He was like, "I'm like, well, what do I do?" He's like, "Just fucking post anything." And I'm like, "All right, like whatever, dude." And so I wasn't like, I guess there was some like, oh, I didn't, I didn't even know to this day. 
I don't even know what the fuck TikTok is. Like, I don't, I don't consume, seriously, I don't consume any content on there. I don't, I yeah. seriously don't know. And so I thought it was like, I don't, I don't know what the hell it is. It's like a dancing app. And he's like, no, no, no. just like go post whatever. And I'm like, well, all right, cool. Like I, 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 to this day, I'm like, I don't know, man. But uh, yeah, so I started May 26th of 2020 and uh, at least for a, for a year plus three times a day, but in the recently, in, in recent, probably four to six months, two times a day, every single day, non-negotiable for the past year and a half now. So, right. So, and has that app, has that app been similar for you and your experience as a creator? Because my experience is it's random it changes all the time. I can't figure it out. Like, so is there a Ryan reason? Is there a method that you feel has worked for you with that compared to Instagram? Or is it just like, it is what it is? I would say so. The thing about TikTok that I found is the, the difference between TikTok and Instagram, Instagram is very like um, relationship, right? Because like, think about the main feed of Instagram. It's the people you follow. It's mm -hmm. not people you don't follow, right? Whereas TikTok, the main feed is people you don't follow. So my thing is like not, it's, it's kind of tough because you want to build a relationship with the people that follow you. But it's like majority times not people are seeing you on their for you page. So I can't like, I making content that is like speaking indirectly, not like necessarily like on Instagram, I can kind of like write captions and like people, like I can write captions to my audience and they'll kind of like connect with it because they see me all the time. But like a lot of the TikTok is like people who are just on their for you page, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And so it's not necessarily as relationship based. It's more just like this new guy popped up on my feed. Like mm -hmm. I better give them some sort of good info or why the hell, like I can make posts on Instagram that would do very well that I couldn't do on TikTok because like, that person seeing me on the for you page, if I don't grab their attention the first three seconds, like why would they, it's, it's which is crazy, but like, right. why would they follow me? They have no clue who I am. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like really making sure you get their attention and kind of like grab that and keep that is I think what, and making it for people thinking in mind, somebody's going to see this who doesn't follow me. And like, that's my biggest thing, honestly. So how has that translated for, for you in, in, in your coaching business? Um, you mean like how I post content on TikTok or has i guess the question is 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 tiktok responsible for a lot of the clients that you end up coaching? yes yes okay a majority yes. 50 50 what would you say i, I would say so it, i would say it's varied um so as you kind of already said um i write articles i do youtube videos i do podcasts and i do instagram right and so earlier on in my career a lot of it was coming from tiktok like a lot of it was coming from tiktok but what, what i found is a lot of people will you know, they'll go on my YouTube channel. Oh, I came here from TikTok or they'll go on my Instagram. Oh, I came here from TikTok. Oh, I, I listened to your podcast because I saw you on TikTok. And so it's like, mm -hmm. I think what's happening is a lot of that is driving to the other content where they're really diving into the, the podcasts and the YouTube videos and the Instagram posts and the more like the more relationship building kind of style of content. And then I think from there, that's what's kind of good. And that's what really I want to use TikTok for anyway. It's like, I'd rather have like right now I have like 17,000 followers or subscribers on YouTube or something. Like I'd rather have that many subscribers on YouTube who are like invested into videos as opposed to like a million followers on TikTok. You know what I mean? Yeah. I view TikTok as the top of the funnel. And exactly. as that, as that funnel or that filter comes further down, you have these other um, platforms that are more engaging and therefore the people who aren't that committed or that interested naturally find themselves out and the people mm -hmm. who are get themselves into more of that long form content and then from there hopefully end up becoming a client exactly so for you for you and your business did was this like a slow and steady progress or did this did this kind of go like blow up over a short period of time because i think what a lot of 
coaches, trainers on social media don't understand is they want, they want this overnight success and they want this, they want to reach a certain amount of followers. But first of all, followers doesn't always equate to clients at all whatsoever. There are stories of those influencers that have millions of followers and they try to sell a t-shirt and they sell 10 of them, you know, <clears throat> because people don't give a crap about the person. <clears throat> truthfully, <clears throat> they're just looking at butts and boobs and whatever the hell, <clears throat> whatever the hell else <clears throat> they look at. And then the other element is, um, what I say, the first one is the followers doesn't equate. Um, yeah, the other element is if you do, if you did get a ton of clients overnight, you're not going to be able to sustain that your business is going to flop as a result of that. So mm -hmm. have you had to, had to deal with that or has it been an easy kind of gradual climb for you? Yeah. So I, I think, I, I think for me, um, it's, it's been a bit of both where, so like when I first started posting on like TikTok again, like that's where a lot of, like a lot of my first clients came from. Um, I, I grew, I think relatively fast. Like I think within the first like three to six months I had like, I want to say 60 to 90,000 followers somewhere between there. So, I mean, the, cause it, at, at that time it was so much organic reach still is, but so much organic reach. So like, it, you know, it was just followers left and right. And then, um, so I would say it was probably faster than most, but, but again, like I said, I started this by saying like, I've posted on TikTok at least two times a day, every single day for the past year and a half, for, for the past 18 months, for the past 20 months. And so like, no, definitely not an overnight, like definitely not right. an overnight thing. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say it wasn't slow, but it wasn't necessarily like overnight. Like it took, it took time for me to get like, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 clients. And I, I did it luckily in a way where it wasn't like, oh, one, one week I had 10 clients. The next week I had 30. It was like right. one week I had 10 and then I had maybe 11 or 12 and then 14. So it was like slowly, but surely it kind of like went up there. Yeah. So how, how is your, how is your coaching structured? And is there, you know, is it structured in a way to where if you had 50 potential people wanting to come in, you have to be like, nah, sorry, I can't, you know, cause that's what I've discovered as, as, mm -hmm. as a coach is a lot of things that people don't understand is, um, that, you know, if you're providing immense value, especially high ticket, high value, there's only so much you can do because you can only spread yourself so thin. And that's mm -hmm. why I'm always like, try to be a little wary of the people that are charging, you know, like 50 bucks a month, but are coaching 300 people. It's like, how much do you really think that they're going to be talking to you? Um, so is there, is there a cap for you? Have you gotten to a place where you've had to be like, it's a waiting list or talk, talk me through that. Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent. Um, so, so Number one, yes. Like I've gotten to the point where like I took on way too many clients and I was like, wow, all right. Um, literally 19 hours a day of emails. Like, okay, like didn't know this was gonna happen. Um, but I mean, all right, cool. Um, so yeah, there's definitely that line. I've I've but I crossed that line to find out what that line was. And so now I I know what that line is for me. And so I think that was really helpful. The thing about myself is so over time, um, I actually started so. I was a trainer in person and I had like a very large, um, I had like, it, it's kind of like an orange theory type thing, but I, it was supposed to be like an orange theory type thing, but I never followed that. I just kind of did my own thing. And so I had like over 300 clients like in my program. And so when COVID hit, everyone was like, yo, Eric, what are we going to do dog? And I'm like, shit, I don't know what the fuck we're going to do. Um, <laughs> we're going to, so I made like, kind of like how Jordan has his inner circle. I kind of made like something like that as well. So a lot of my like in-person clients came into that, like more of like a group, like group coaching style program. So I have that. And then throughout the course as well, I've also gotten an assistant coach. And now she, not only does she first start out just helping me in my group coaching program, but now she takes on one-on-one -on -one clients as well. So like, if somebody comes to me like, Hey, I want coaching and I don't have any roster spots, I will tell them, Hey, 
I don't have any roster spots, but my assistant coach does have some roster spots. She's the only assistant coach I'll ever have because I don't want to scale my business like that. I'd rather scale my business through like a group coaching model as opposed to like get hiring more coaches because it's just that's just not the business I want to run. So I'm like, hey, hey, my assistant coach is right here. She was a client of mine for two and a half years. And so clearly she knows what she's doing and I trust her and I love her and all these things. And so if you want to coach with her, awesome. If not, I have a current wait list of, you know, X to X months. And if you want to wait on that, awesome. And that's kind of how I approach that thing right there. So it really just depends on what, I guess that individual person wants to end up doing, but that's kind of how my current model is set up. Yeah. Okay. So walk me through your, your history with training, because you mentioned you were training in person before COVID, which a lot of people were, you know, how long had you been training before that? What, what's your story? What got you into health and fitness and coaching? So, yeah. So, so basically how it got started was, I mean, I think like, like, like most guys who are 16 years old, like, I just want to get jacked. Like, well, I, I think that, but like, I seriously was like, I was always obsessed with like how, like, like just being fucking jacked. Like I wanted to just be huge. Like that was my thing. And I was always skinny as a kid growing up. I was really, really skinny. I gained like a hundred pounds in a year. I went from 160 to 260 in a year, which was just like, what the hell was I doing, Eric? Um, it was sweet, but I mean, it was all good. But I remember because like I got pulled over one time and they were, my license or my, my driver's license said 160. And at that time I was like 270 and they're like, buddy, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, old license plate. But um, yeah, so no, I, I started, I just wanted to get jacked. And then like, literally, I remember, I always say this story, but and I walked out of the gym, like the first time I ever went to like an actual gym, not like so I, I had like strength training for like ninth grade football, but I was like, eh, whatever. Like, I didn't really care. But when I walked into a gym, when I walked out of the gym, I was like, literally in my head, I went home and told my dad, I was like, I, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. And he was like, okay, buddy, like you're 16 years old. Like, calm down champ. Like, it's all good. Um, but I was like, no, like I, I was like, dude, I love it. And he's like, we'll see, basically we'll see. And so, um, I mean, literally ever since then I was, I've been obsessed with lifting. Like I've, I've been obsessed with getting stronger, building muscle, nutrition, like all of it. Um, and literally for my entire life. And so that's kind of how it started by just wanting to get jacked. And then it went into like, I enjoyed it so much because it was something that so where like I grew up, um, a lot of my friends were well off. Like it was, it was a, a, a you know, an affluent area. My family necessarily wasn't, I mean, we weren't like poor, but we weren't like my friends in the sense of like, they, you know, their parents had more money, those kind of things, which whatever, totally fine. But for me, I, I saw working out as something where like, you know, like, for example, one of my best friends to this day, like for his 18th birthday, his dad got him like a, like a brand new Mustang GT. And I was like, oh, fucking that's sweet. I got like 50 bucks. I was like, whatever. Like, it's all good. Um, but so for me, like working out and like changing my body, like that was not something you could buy. That was not something that like you had to work your ass off to get it. And I was always like, I, I've always been obsessed with like just very hard work ethic. And I always, uh, one of my, I have them on the wall up here and everything. Um, one of my favorite human beings ever is Kobe Bryant. And so at a young age too, I was obsessed with Kobe still am to this day, but like that thought process of like just working really hard. Like I was really obsessed with that. So I used that in my, uh, in my training. And like, that's why I loved it so much. Cause it was a direct correlation of the hard work that I was putting in. Like you can't, I mean, you can like get plastic surgery, but like you can't buy a body, so sure. to speak. Like you have to, you have to work hard, right? So that's really why I fell in love with it. And then from there, it kind of transitioned in, in terms of like coaching. Like I, you know, whenever like my friends and I would work out, because you know, it's like 16, 17, 18 year old guys going to the gym, working out, whatever. Like when, my, when me and my buddies always worked out, I was always the one that was like, yo, like, let's do this program. Th this is the program we're doing today. And they would always come to me for advice and want to work out with me. And like, I saw that, but I also saw when I saw my buddy hit a PR on his, flat bench press or squat or the case would be, I got pumped. Like I freaked the fuck out. Like I loved it. And so for me, I was like, 
okay, this is making sense. Like I love working out, but honestly, I love seeing people push past boundaries and what they thought was actually attainable. Like to this day, like that's the biggest high for me. It's like somebody tell, like I had a lady earlier, literally today, one of my clients, she was like, deadlifted deadlifted a certain amount of weight and she was like in all caps she was like there's i had no clue i could do this and i was like let's fucking go like it's it's just the best thing ever so i was like all right like i'm gonna i i want i wanted to be a trainer and like uh, the people around me at the time um not necessarily some of my parents but my parents have always been pretty supportive but even they were like you know trainers like don't make that much money right and like it's not that's not a real job essentially like I, I didn't I didn't go to college like I didn't do any of that and so uh, I was like I'll figure it out like I'll figure it the fuck out like I don't know what I'm gonna do but I, I know I'm gonna figure it out and so you know it's kind of what I did um after high school I kind of just like I went to community college for two years because I hate school and then um I worked at the actually the supplement store GNC worked there for like two and a half years and then um after that I moved to where I am now, which is Virginia, because one of my friends at the time, he was a trainer at a, at a gym up here. And I was like, yo, like, I want to get into training. He's like, well, we got this spot open. If you like, if you want to go, I can hook you up. I'm like, cool. So I like packed my shit. I slept on his couch for like a month. I didn't know. I don't know. I still don't know anybody here. Um, it's like, I'm here kind of by myself, but um, you know, I've, I've made tremendous friends in terms of like my clients and stuff. Cause I started training people in person. So I trained people in person for like three and a half years. And again, I had like a group coaching program. And so at any point in time, I'd, I'd have anywhere from two to 300 people in this program in, in, a, in a month span, right? So it's like, I met so many people. I got so much, so much coaching experience. Like, because, you know, imagine coaching 300 people, let's just say roughly for three and a half years. Like the amount of people I saw come in and out of that program, like over and over and over the years, like people who were in the best shape, people who were 500 pounds, people who had, uh, you know, limitations with mobility, like all this stuff. And, you know, I learned so much about training during that time period. And then, um, so I did that for three and a half years. And again, that was like, you know, the, the, the in-person trainer grind of like waking up at three 30, going to bed at eight, because you got to be in the gym before people go to work, got to be in the gym after people go to work. And so, you know, I was, I was there for a while. And then, um, you know, when COVID hit, I obviously could not work there anymore. And so obviously I got I fired, quit, whatever. Um, and so that's when I kind of went into, you know, full head into online coaching. And it's been ever since March, 2020, it's been my full thing. And that's really when I started getting serious about like, content and stuff like that as well which i was doing some before um but very very spotty here and there just kind of like again didn't really know what to do but also like i was still working that full-time trainer job so yeah yeah when you're in person it's 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 uh not nearly as essential to be trying to promote yourself uh online especially if you're an employee somewhere because they mm -hmm. do that for you you know if you're yep. brick and mortar they already have the clients coming in and you're, those are your leads, or I guess you say exactly. they have the members coming in. Those are your, already your leads. And when you transition to online, you, you have to make, I don't know, at least I don't know how someone could transition online and not do that. But what do you feel um, in those years that you spent coaching in person has best helped you coach people online? Because it is, is, it is very, very, very different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, I would say a few things. I think number one, uh, definitely the actual training. Like I think everyone in like, they want to be like a nutrition coach and like, that's cool and all like I help you with nutrition as well. But like, you know, knowing how to cue somebody to feel their butt on a glute bridge. Like I, when I have, when I make my exercise videos, like everyone always laughs. Cause like, they, they remember like, you know, put a hundred dollar bill up your butt and squeeze and squeeze together. Like you, you don't want to lose a hundred dollar bill. Like little things like that, where it's like, and, and knowing like, knowing the modifications necessary for, Hey, I got a shoulder injury. Okay, cool. Don't do your fucking shoulder press like this, do it like this. And like a lot of that kind of stuff where it's like, Hey, I have a knee injury or, you know, 
so many people do a squat incorrectly, but this is why they do it incorrectly. I've seen literally thousands of people squat. So I know like the most common mistakes. I know the most common like misconceptions. I know the most common, oh, you can't bring your knees past your toes. Like all, I know a lot of that stuff because I actually trained real people in person. And if I didn't do that, there's no way I could be doing what I do right now. There's just no way. There's no way I could program the way I do. There's no way I could keep people safe in in terms of like how you program. Cause like a program is, you know, it's, it's great, but like, especially online, you're not there with them in person. So you can't make sure they're good. So you got to program in a way that is going to allow them to see progress, but also stay safe at the same time. And if I didn't train people in person, I wouldn't know these most common, you know, faults that people do during specific exercises, whether it's a bicep curl or an RDL or a squat or whatever the case may be. So I definitely think like that first and foremost, um, I also think just, I'm pretty, I've always been pretty good, like talking to people. Like it's never really been an issue for me, but especially like in terms of like, why does somebody work out? Why does somebody work out versus why does somebody else work out? Like, what is their driving factor? Why are they doing this? Are they doing this because they really want to see progress? Are they doing it because they really want a stress relief? Are they doing it because they have no support in their household? Like, why is somebody doing these things? And so I, again, just talking to so many people who were in a gym trying to work on their health and fitness, why is somebody doing that? And knowing the emotional side of things that goes into this, I mean, I would sit there and have conversations with these people, literally thousands of people about like why somebody was in there and why, what, what made them keep coming back and why do they fall off and all these kind of things. So I learned a lot about that as well, which, you know, has been able to translate into content and stuff like that, because I, like people ask me all the time, they're like, you know, your content, I feel like you're talking to me. And I'm like, well, I've had literally millions of conversations with people. And like, that's why I can make the content I do because like, I'm a real coach. Like I think so many people like on online, they're like, they just, they're just posting shit. I'm like, that's cool. But like, are are you actually a real coach? Like, do you actually really coach people? Like that, that's my thing. So yeah, I'd say those are probably the, the two or three biggest things. Yeah. The, com- <clears throat> the communication skills are 100% necessary because there is one thing that people don't understand when it comes to coaching and training, especially if you haven't done it in person. And especially if your online coaching isn't centered around face-to-face conversations, at least over zoom, you're a therapist mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. You're a therapist that knows stuff about fitness. That's literally it. <laughs> Like, sure, you're not trained to do that, but that's Mm -hmm. what ends up happening. Because like you said, so-and-so is not there to lose 30 pounds. They're not. That's just like, that's the measurement. But they're there to feel better about themselves. They're, They're there because they're upset that their spouse isn't pursuing them anymore because they feel insecure about them being overweight. That's really why they're there. So like, if you, if you're not able to pick up on that, and, and dig deeper, you're going to have a hard time really resonating with people and they're going to have a hard time feeling like you're connecting with them because the, when that happens, you're just making it about the surface level stuff and exactly. you're going, you know, you're going a mile wide and an inch deep instead of, instead of the opposite. And, it, and not to say that that's a bad thing, but I think that there's a lot more fruit that comes from the, the deeper relationships when, when you coach. So do you tend to do you tend to attract, well, do you have a specific, uh, like a niche people that you work with, or do you kind of work with anybody and you tend to attract similar types of people? I work with anybody, man. Like I, so I, I work with, I mean, like I work with, like I have a guy right now who he just fucking loves slinging around weights, man. He, he just, he loves slinging around weights. He wants to look jacked. Like he, he wants to lose body fat, but like, I would say 
if, you know, if the individual wants to lose body fat, if they want to get stronger, if they want to build some muscle, if they want to feel better about themselves, if they want to possibly improve their relationship with food, like I, I definitely work with people who struggle with like binge eating and stuff like that. Again, not a therapist by any means or anything like that, but you know, I, I help people with that across their journeys. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say again, like I, I, like, for example, I work with some 16, uh, a 16 year old kid who just like got absolutely jacked when he was like playing lacrosse. And so it's like, you know, it's uh, I, th that's like a kind of an outlier. I don't really work with a lot of people like that, but it's like, I, you know, I'll kind of, if this is what I talk, if you want to work hard and you just want to improve yourself, like I'm down, like let's rock. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm just so down with that. Um, but it's mainly people who want to lose fat, build muscle, get stronger, improve their relationship with food. I think that's the four, I say the four pillars right there. Is that something that you wrestled with, uh, first as a coach, because that's something that people say all the time. You got to mm. niche down. You got to have a mm. niche. You got to, you have to have to do this or else you won't survive. And I've always found that that is not the case whatsoever. Yeah. So is that something you're just like, screw it, I'm not going to bother, or you tried with different niches, and then you kind of went from there? How'd that go? So so what I would say is, again, going back to in-person training, I, I saw so many people, and I was like, the, the niche is like people who want to just get better and improve them. Like, it, it, I worked with people, again, I worked with like previous professional athletes, I worked with stay-at-home moms, I worked with, you know, business owners, like, it's like, people are people, like, people are people, man. Like, it, you know, it, going into these like niches, like, and, and also again, like I've had some good mentors who are like, Hey, that's retarded. That's not retarded. That's stupid. Like, don't do that. Like there's, there's no reason for you to, to create a niche. Like that's just, that's just stupid. Yeah. Like yeah. put out content, helpful content. And people are going to, whoever resonates with you, that's your niche. Like that, that, that's your niche. And so, you know, I had, again, I had Jordan and Mike who helped me out with that, but um, yeah, no, I just, again, going back to in-person training, I've trained so many people. So like, I, I feel confident training. Like right now I have a 71 year old lady who's in my group coaching program who like, she is just getting strong as holy hell. She's losing body fat. Like, so the, the range of people, like I feel comfortable training anybody. And I, again, I attribute that to in-person coaching because I've worked with so many kinds of people that it's not a, not a thing to me anymore. So yeah. Right. Yeah. The, <clears throat> the niche, I, it, it's made no sense to me because like, basically what you're saying is I'm going to take hundred percent of the population and I'm going to eliminate 90% and I'm going to try to get these 10. It's like, why? Right. That doesn't make any sense. Like it, I think over time, if, if you start with everybody and over time you discover that you work best with ex athletes and mm -hmm. slowly over time, your brand turns into that. And then you've got this consistent flow, whatever, that's fine. But so many people are like, I work with these people only. It's like, nobody even knows who you are. How, exactly. how is that going to go? You're, you're, you're trying to get 1% of the 10% that you're talking to. Meanwhile, you mm -hmm. got all these other 90% millions of people out here that you could potentially be reaching. So with all these different people that you are, are coaching, have coached, what, what clients have you enjoyed, like just personally really enjoyed coaching the most or felt like you related to the most? Again, I would go back to, again, I'm very big on work ethic. Like that's my biggest thing. And so like, anybody like anybody who just works their ass off like that's that's it and that doesn't even mean like making the most progress like it, it doesn't mean that to me it just means like how much effort do you put in do you work your ass off do you work very hard are you very consistent I, I don't even care like how many pounds you lose or how much weight you lift like that's irrelevant to me are you working incredibly incredibly hard like that's my biggest thing and they could make the best progress or you know they could have troubled times or whatever the case may be but like just work, man. Like what, like, what's the, that's the one thing you can control is your work ethic. And so, you know, if people consistently show up, they check in, they work hard, you know, yeah, like they hit their calories to an extent, but again, it's like, 
if you're struggling, like, let's work through that struggle. Don't just quit. Like, don't just, don't just throw your hands up. Like if you're struggling, we got to work through that struggle. We can't just sit here and like, oh, well this happened to me. So like, woe is me. Like, no, like we're not doing that. Like you have, you have to, you know, you have to work through that. So I would say people who, anybody who, and, and luckily again, I think just from the content that I put out and so on and so forth. And the, and the thing, the way I am, like, I've gotten a lot of people like that. Like a lot of my clients are like that. Like we work, man, like we work hard. Like, like it's, it's a, you know, yes, of course we balance like life. It's not, it's not like we like, we're like professional bodybuilders, but like we put in a lot of effort in and we take some time and we are very consistent and very dedicated. I think I like to think that like the way I run my program and the way I live my life, like if I'm going to ask that of my clients, I got to do it myself. And so the way I run my business and the way I run my life is I'm the same way. Like it's like, let's work, like, let's do this. So yeah. that's what I said. I'm glad you brought that up because it seems so when it, in the health and fitness space, there's, there's almost always a pendulum and it always swings from, from one side to the other, whether it's a, a, a way of eating, whether it's, you know, I mean, you had the plant-based thing and then you got the carnivore thing. So you always have stuff that like swings from side to side. Um, and, and one thing that I've noticed is, you know, maybe five, 10 years ago, the, the, the content that was getting a lot of attention and people really resonated with was the rah, rah, motivational bodybuilding.com. Let's get after it. If you want to get healthy, you're going to lift and eat like a bodybuilder. And then people realized over time, that's not sustainable. That's stupid. That is exhausting. And then the pendulum slowly starts to go towards the middle, but then it swings the other way. And right <clears> now there's this wave of like, Hey, in an effort to, to make people feel like they don't have to commit their whole life to it, we say, you know, you don't, you don't really need to do that much. It's not that hard. It's simple. And I think that it's good in some sense because we want, it, we want to have people understand that they don't have to give up everything. But I think that, you know, there's another side to it, which tends to be more negative where people assume like, oh, I might not even have to really try. And it's like, no, you, <laughs> you're going to be put through the ringer. You're not going to be puking in your workouts. You're not going to be feeling sick and you can't recover from your workouts. But the consistency is you're going to have to be, you know, bullheaded with the consistency. And so it reminds me of, because I've been keeping up with your story with the, the calorie deficit thing, similar to what Jordan Syatt was doing. It's like you had, you had the one day where your weight went down. That's the day where people quit. That's the day where mm -hmm. people say, screw it. It does not work. But what's mm -hmm. so fascinating is we don't treat anything else like in life like that. Like what do you like when you're driving a car, like when a red light comes, like, yeah, might as well turn around. <laughs> like mm -hmm. it's silly. Mm -hmm. It's stupid. You know, so we only do it with with our health and fitness. But I'm glad you brought that up because that work ethic is is absolutely key. So what do you feel like, you know, if there was like I don't want to put a number on it, but let's just say like three to five things that you feel like a majority of people that that would be listening to this, you're, you're, the, the average people that you work with, what do you feel are like three to five things that they just really need to focus on to improve, improve their health and fitness? Great question. Um, I, I would say piggybacking off what you just said, where it's like, you got to get out of the all or nothing mentality. You, you, you have to get out of this all or nothing mentality and you have to realize something is better than nothing. And listen, like you're talking about five or 10 years ago, like Eric Roberts fitness was in that five or 10 years ago, like bodybuilding lifestyle. And listen, like I still, I still do very much enjoy like bodybuilding. And like, I, I actually enjoy the sport of bodybuilding. And I like, I live my life in a very routine kind of way, but like I was that person who I remember. So I, I can tell this story. I was I think I was 17 or 18 and we went on vacation and like, you know, there's no way I'm missing a workout. Like just absolutely no way. And like, I'm, yeah, because I, I, God forbid, if you do, you're going to get really skinny. Exactly. That, that's literally it. That's literally it, man. And so that's, that's legit it. And so I was like, all right, no, no chance missing a workout. I brought like 
four coolers worth of food with me because I was it was already prepped meals and everything. I'm like, you know, we're going on a family vacation, but like whatever. Um, so I'm like, all right, like mom, can you drive me around and you know, can we go to a gym? And so I had no clue what Planet Fitness was because where I'm from, like it's very like small town. So it, they only had like one gym there, right? And so I was like, cool, like what is this Planet Fitness thing? So I walk in there and I'm like, hey, you know, Planet Fitness worker, where's where's the barbells? And they're like, oh, we don't have barbells. And I'm like, mom turn around right now we got to go and she's like honey what do you mean i'm like they don't have barbells i gotta do a barbell flat bench press i'm not going here i'm not doing it so i went down the street went to a goals gym but it was just like that mentality of like i literally like in front of the guy's face i was like oh this this, this gym isn't real this isn't a real gym and i was like looking back i'm like dude what a what an idiot but um like things like that where it's like you know i, I was in that mindset but I quickly realized like, bro, it, it's just not that big of a deal. Like going on vacation and missing, you know, two or three workouts. Like, it's just not that big of a deal. And something, because again, going back to like so many people quit when their weight spikes up or they quit when their weight hasn't gone down and God forbid a week, or they quit when, you know, they think they went out one night and ruined all their progress. Like I, you know, I just had a, I did a podcast with one of my clients earlier yesterday and, um, talk about being a therapist. And so, you know, she was like, Oh my God, well, I had this casserole at night and I couldn't track the calories. And I'm like, okay, like, so what's, what's wrong? And she's like, well, clearly like, I, I don't know how many calories I'm eating. I'm like, I'm like, Ashley, you know, you can like just control like your overall portion size, which is going to control your overall calorie intake. Right. And she's like, well, I, yeah, but I'm like, but, but that's, that's the thing though. People get so like, they're so in or they're so out. And it's just like, you have to realize like, just again, consistency over perfection. It's so cliche, but it's just so true. So I think number one, for sure, making sure you're out of that all or nothing mindset and the perfection mindset, just killing that shit right now. And like, like people know it's bullshit. Like they, that's, that's why whenever I make a post about something is better than nothing, everyone double taps it. Everyone likes it on Instagram all the time. And I'm like, you're double tapping it, but can you please just listen? Like, and because <laughs> they know, they know it's real. They know it's true, but like, in their head, they can't rationalize, oh my God, I can't be perfect. So I'm not going to see progress. And so I think right. that by far, one of the biggest things, um, I think number two, kind of piggybacking off, off what you just said, um, you, like we've swung so far, so far in the flexible dieting world where it's like, yes, like you can eat things and enjoy things in moderation, but it's like, so the way I frame it is like, you have to pay your bills first in the same way. When you do a financial budget, you have to pay your bills first. And then when you got 600 extra bucks, go buy some shoes or go out to go out to eat, whatever you want to do. Right. Same thing with food. It's like, just because you can eat whatever you want in a calorie deficit, like calorie deficit. Great. Like that's amazing. But you still should prioritize protein. You still got to prioritize fruits and vegetables. You can't eat like a six-year-old kid eating chicken nuggets all day. Like you have, you have to eat real food. And so I think like, and it's such a, it's, it's a concept that again, I don't think right now, especially is getting a lot of talk, but it's like, no, like you, you still got to make your majority of your food come from nutrient dense whole sources, as opposed to, you know, eating chicken nuggets and, you know, some gummy worms at 3 PM. Like that's not going to help. It's not going to help you. Like, it's just not, it's not going to not say you can't do it, but like doing that on a regular basis is probably not going to be your, your best thing. So I think like making sure we kind of have that balance and it's hard it's hard to like, especially in content, finding that balance with people. It's like that. And that's why I use like the pay the bills analogy, right? It's like, you have to pay your bills first. And after that, like, cool. If you want some gummy worms, fit those things in, that's amazing. But like, you got to pay the bills first. So I think that would be number two. Um, number three is just massively underutilizing strength training, like actual real strength training, not like hit cardio, not beach body, not orange theory, not these hit boot camps. Like 
actually doing strength training workouts and actually following a real strength training program. I can't tell you how many people have come to me from a beach body or a hit workout or an orange theory. And we actually get them into a real strength training program. Wow. My energy is so much better. I'm actually sticking to my diet. I like the way I look now I'm building muscle. I'm getting stronger. I feel so much better. And I'm like, because you were doing five, six days a week of this hour boot camp, which hit cardio where you rest for 20 seconds and go for like, it's just no wonder you're feeling so much better, Cheryl. I, I'm so happy for you. Um, so I think that definitely following a real strength training program. Um, number four, just randomly, but just like walking more. It's like, you know, simple concept of just getting out and walking more. Like, I don't care where you are, like get outside and walk more. Such an underrated thing. And especially with all the new research coming out with like even more, like how much neat impacts, you know, a, a healthy body, uh, not only healthy body weight, but just an overall healthy body in general. Um, walking more, I think is massive. So I think like those maybe four or five things, um, I think those are probably the biggest things. Those are huge. So let's, I want to go back to the strength training one, because that's something that has, um, in the midst of all the information with strength training, because we all know how extremely benefit, well, it's, it's, it's becoming more mainstream with how beneficial it is. A lot of people have known for decades how beneficial it is, but it's becoming more mainstream. Uh, so when you say legitimate strength training versus orange theory versus hit, mm -hmm. what are the, what are the characteristic, like the, the characteristics that signify a distinct difference between standard strength training and something like orange theory or a boot camp? Stop resting for 20 seconds in between your sets. Like it just, it just drives me insane. And so the, the analogy I use is like, let's say you were like, you, you had to hold your breath underwater for as long as you can, right? It's like, cool. The, the very first time you do it, you're going to hold your breath underwater for say 60 seconds because you're very well rested and recover. Like you're going into it very fresh. You come back up, rest 20 seconds and like, oh, go do it again. You're like, I haven't even caught my fucking breath yet, but like, all right, I'll, I'll try. And like, you go back underwater and you hold your breath for 30 seconds. You're like, wow, I, I couldn't hold it for 60 seconds because I haven't actually fully caught my breath yet. You come back up and like, all right, cool. 20 seconds, go do it again. You're like, what the, I haven't caught my breath from the first time let alone a second time so you go back under, under the water hold your breath for as long as you can quote unquote and you hold it for 20 seconds so you drastically see your performance has decreased every single time because you haven't actually let your body recover from the work you are doing and, and again in a, in a world where like hit cardio and just cardio in general for like weight loss is such a big thing that's where people go down that path like oh i'm sweating i'm feeling uh, you know I, i'm sweating I'm, I'm burning calories and i'm out of breath and i think i'm working really hard when in reality like you know what like teach his own but I've just seen a lot of times more so than not that actually backfires on you in the long run because Absolutely. you get so beat up, you get so worn down, you get so, so exhausted, your cravings go up, your hunger goes up, your willpower goes down. And like people are just in this rut of like, well, I got to burn more calories. And so I think that number one, um, you know, I could talk program design for, you know, 16 hours. I think number two, just um, in a sense, like, you know, you're doing movements that are, that you can get better at over time. And this could be any movement, but like, you know, a banded adduction on your glutes. Like, like it's a, it's a great exercise, like Stacy, but like, it's, it's, you don't really need to do like, do a lunge, do a What's, squat. What signal like, are you actually sending to your body when you're doing stuff like that? Exactly. Right. It's, right. it's, it's, it's following the, it's really what it is, is following the basics. And people think they need, people think they're not going to see progress with the basics, but the basics is what is going to get you the most progress. And so stop doing these, you know, glute, uh, the, 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 um, Bosu ball squats and stop doing like band, banded adduction with your with the band like do some squats do some deadlifts do some lunges do some overhead presses do some like chest press like basic compound strength training movements and, and again i know some people don't know really what that is but just think the more basic the better like the, the more basic the better and the more like complex like you see somebody doing this thing on instagram like 
that's probably not going to get you where you want to be. And to piggyback on top of that, like you got to have a real program, like stop just picking random exercises on Instagram or TikTok and going to them and like making a random workout from that. That's exercising. There's nothing wrong with exercising, but following a real program and saying, Hey, I'm doing these exercises on these days for four to eight weeks at a period of time. I'm doing that. And I'm going to increase my workout performance over that. I'm going to do more reps. I'm going to do more weight. I'm going to you know lift heavy weight. I'm going to improve my mile time. Like I'm going to improve. I'm going to do a new program. I'm going to improve. I'm going to do a new program. And so you're following a real program as opposed to just like going in there with a blindfold on and saying, oh, well, I guess I'll do this today. I'll do that machine today. I'll do this today. And so I would say those, not really answer your question, but those are probably the, the biggest things I would say. No, absolutely. You, you definitely a- answered it. One thing, I mean, it's kind of like um, as far as doing the random exercises, we alluded to it earlier with like throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping something sticks, but it'd be, you know, the equivalent of like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go like, so my wife and I have date night on Friday. So it's like, all right, we're going to go, we're going to go to a restaurant or whatever. Um, but I've got no clue how to get there. I'm just going to drive until I figure it out. I'm never going to freaking mm-hmm. get there. Like mm-hmm. I need to know when to take a left, when to take a right, when to mm-hmm. exit on the, onto the freeway, whatever. And then I'll know how to get to my end destination. If I just start driving and go plow through somebody's backyard, I'm likely going to get stuck or I'm not going to get to my end destination. And so mm-hmm. having that is so important. Um, and so w- one thing I wanted to, uh, to touch on there, because you, you brought something up that I think can direct us into a really good conversation is the whole, you know, getting the exercises from Instagram, TikTok thing. We live in this world <clears throat> where information is so incredibly abundant. You have the ability, like within the palm of your hand, to know more than some, just as much, if not more, than someone does with like a PhD or a master's on any given subject. Sure, the, 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 the way it's structured and organized may not be as formal and you won't get the, certi- the degree or whatever, but the information is still there. Yet we have these people that are more confused than ever. They're running into a uh, paralysis by analysis because you have so many different things. You're like, well, how do I know which one is right? You have, you know, one, one real video or one TikTok video, you see this, you scroll to the next one, it says something different. So how do you help uh, people that, um, that follow you, that talk to you about this? How do you help them navigate this world of all of this information to, to dissect and figure out what's important to them and what will actually work for them so they don't run into that paralysis by analysis? Yeah, I think it's one of the it's one of the biggest things. Like whenever somebody inquires to me about coaching, for example, they're like, I just need like so what I tell people is like I take the guesswork out of it for you. And everyone's like, Oh, thank God. Like, I don't know what the hell to do over here. And so um, you know, I think it's a few things. I think number one, like the way I try to help people is first and foremost by building building trust. Because like, so I see a lot of like TikTok comments where they're like, uh, you're the only guy I trust in this app, or you're the most trustworthy guy on this app, or you're the most real guy on this app, or whatever the case may be. And like when somebody trusts you, they're going to trust what you say. And so if they trust what you say, they're going to be like, all right, you know what? Because eventually what will happen is like, they're going to, all these people are saying these things. Right. And I've had a lot of my clients tell me this, like when, for example, if somebody signs up for coaching, they're like, you know what? You're the guy I'm going to listen to whatever you say, and I'm just going to do it. And so it's like, I think eventually people get to a point where they're like, you know what? I trust this guy. He's saying this, I'm going to go with it. And if you're putting out good information and they try it and they see results, like they're going to trust you even more. And they see, oh, okay, this guy knows what he's talking about. So if he says something, I'm more than likely going to believe him. And so I think number one, building up that trust. And because again, I see a lot of people, like I actually, somebody sent me an email today from my YouTube channel and they're like, 
you're the only fitness YouTube channel I've come across yet who hasn't promoted me something or tried to sell me something. And so it's like things like that, where it's like you build the trust first and like do as much as you possibly can to help people for free in perpetuity and give out your best information across all platforms. Like I recently ran like a challenge and one of the comments, I made a video and one of the comments was like, oh, I don't have the money to sign up. I'm like, cool. Like all of the information, this challenge is all across my social media channels. There's nothing special in this challenge. Like this, this, this challenge is, all the stuff I've already said, it's just a way to get skin in the game and keep you accountable and give you some extra guidance and support and accountability. So it's, it's like a little more organized and structured, but aside exactly. of that, all the information is already out there. Exactly. Right. And so again, information is a commodity. So you give everybody your best information for free in perpetuity. And like, they're going to trust you. They're going to eventually they're going to like, I, again, I had somebody on YouTube, like comment. They were like, I've been following you, your YouTube for a few months. Didn't really take any action. Finally took some action. And I, I've lost 10 pounds in two months or the case may be. She's like, I'm feeling great. And she's like, that person is probably going to trust whatever I say in perpetuity. If they, if they want to know something about fitness, they're going to go to Eric Roberts fitness. And so it's like building that trust with people to allow them to, you know, work through all these things. So like, for example, let's take intermittent fasting, right? Like, so we feel like, Hey, what do you think about intermittent fasting? I'm like, calorie deficit. They're like, Oh, that's it. I'm like, literally that like all the benefits. Like, and again, when you like, this is why we can look at research and say, Oh, intermittent fasting caused weight loss. Okay. But why did it cause weight loss? It caused weight loss because they were in a calorie deficit. Right. So it's like intermittent fasting caused better health markers. Okay. Was it the intermittent fasting caused better health markers or was it, they lost 60 pounds, which had them lose, which had them improve their health markers. Right. So it's like that would again, go back to a calorie deficit. Right. So it's like, I think just, you know, putting it in a way where again, I, I think you actually mentioned this to me in the, in the voice message sent me, but like relaying information to people on their level, like stop all these, like these fucking trainers, excuse my language. I don't know if I can cuss on this, but um. I would have okay. stopped you earlier if not. <laughs> okay, cool. I, okay. These fucking trainers, like, like they, everyone thinks like they need to like speak like, oh, it's the yeah, worst. when you're executing the biomechanics of this lat pull down, it inserts in your humerus and it's just like, stop, just fuck, stop it. Nobody understands that. Like you understand that and other trainers understand that. The people you want to help, they don't understand that. And that's why people get confused because like, I don't know what this guy's saying. Like, what, how am I going to, how am I going to take this and put this into my life? They're not going to. So they, they get even more confused. So it's like, I had somebody on TikTok one time, like that place is a whole separate show, but like, Oh, dude, that thing, oh dude. you, you, you vote, you've oversimplified things. I'm like, that's the whole point. What yes. do you also, mean? I have 60 seconds to get off me. Yeah. It's like, but, but that's the whole point because people get so overwhelmed. They don't do anything. And right. if you don't do anything, you're not going to see any progress, do something. And so it's that, like people were getting on me like, oh, this guy oversimplifies everything. I'm like, thank you. That's what that's my goal is. Like, that's what you're you're acknowledging what I'm trying to do. But yeah, so I'd say building trust, building trust, putting it in a way where people can actually understand it. And again, implement it into their life. Like these complex ideas, how can you just put it into your life? And that's where I think the biggest thing is. So okay, yeah. so let's 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 keep going here. Let's create a list that people can can try to use to decipher, like to figure out you know, who they want to trust, who they want to pursue. Because Man. the thing is like I, I, a big misconception among trainers and coaches, which is definitely something that I see on TikTok that drives me bananas, but it's this complete scarcity mindset, complete mm -hmm. scarcity, where mm -hmm. it's like, I need to bash someone else. I need to put someone mm -hmm. else down to make sure that I have clients. And it's like, man, all ships rise and sink together. Like, that's why I reached out to you. Cause I was like, man, this dude's, this dude knows what he's, this dude's got it figured out. Like he gets it. Let's let's see if there are people that he that follow him that that maybe could get information from me. Let's see if the people that follow me that want to work with him, because at the end of the day, we're all here to help people. So we, we need to be able to create a, a way for people to find more of those coaches and trainers that care a little bit more about 
their well-being than they do impressing other coaches because that's what you alluded to earlier with the whole fancy language that's just a reflection mm-hmm. of them trying to impress their peers so they don't feel mm-hmm. small um mm-hmm. so we you know you mentioned the trust thing what do you feel are some aspects that that people can look out for to, to know like oh this is someone that i can trust mm-hmm. uh, great answer, question. yeah i mean because there's i think like there's a few things i think number one like again what is their what is their content about like is there is there content about like every single video or every single post they make is like, oh, this person sucks or this person's wrong or I'm better because of this and listen to me because of this. Like, if that's the vibe they're putting out, like there's something going on there. There's something going on there and you should probably steer away. And like people have, they people always tag. So this is what oh, people dude, I always- I hate that. I hate that. Please def- please bash this person for spreading misinformation. It's they, like, that's not exactly, what I'm here for. Exactly, exactly. Exactly. They, they tag me in these things and I'm like, what do you like- you already know when you tagged me what I'm going to say because you know the right answer. So why would you tag me? Like, I'm not, and again, you see my content. Like, I'm not going to sit here and make a video bashing this individual for literally no reason. Like, what what, what good is that going to come from me? It's like, you know, to build the biggest building in town, you don't tear down the other buildings. You just build the fucking biggest building in Amen. town. Amen. And so it's like, I think that is a huge thing. If, if somebody is constantly just like, trying to prop themselves up as opposed to just like helping people for free in perpetuity. I think that's a big red flag. I think number two, like the content, like is the content they're putting out, like, is it to actually help people or is it to boost their own ego? Like Mm -hmm. if somebody just consistently posts their workouts every single day, nonstop, that could help people for sure. That, that definitely could, because again, like some people aren't doing any exercise. So doing some form of exercise, yes, that could help. But if like, if that's, every single post like look at me look at me look at me like are they really there to help you or do they want to just build their own ego so i think that could be a thing as well Absolutely. sometimes that gets controversial because like you know let's take some of the bigger influencers for example where like they spent 12 years giving out free content education every single day and now people love them and they share their life i think that's different but like sure. if it's somebody new who is like like you need to be giving out your best information for free. Here's another thing. I fucking, this cracks me up. People will, will reach out to me like, hey, um, how much do you charge for, like, to, to figure out my macros? And I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? Figure out, like, what do you mean? They're like, oh, well, I had so-and-so tell me they charged 35 bucks. I'm like, here's a free YouTube video on how to figure out macros for fat loss for free. They're like, what? Like, I th- you don't charge me for that? And I'm like, no, what are you talking? What the, no. And so I think, do they give out their best information for free in perpetuity? There's no like gatekeeping. And again, like even with my coaching, I'm like, again, it, my information here, I have a YouTube video. It has like 35,000 views. It's like, here's my calorie calculator. Use it if you want to eat this many calories. Like do, are they putting out their best information for free every single day in perpetuity? Or are they trying to gatekeep you into like buying these things? Because I think that can be somewhat of a red flag as well. Again, there's gray area there because of course people have like programs, stuff they sell, which again, like I just told you, I just did a challenge where there's a program, right? But it's like, so that can be a gray area. But I do think like if you're charging people for like figuring out their macros, you got your shit fucked up. Um, So that would be one thing as well. Um, And trust, I think, consistency. I think that would be one thing as well. Um, consistency where it's like, are they showing up? You don't have to post as much content as I do, but like, are they showing up week after week, month after month, trying to help people as much as they possibly can? I think those maybe two, three, four things would probably be the biggest things. No, that's, that's, that I love those. Those, those are awesome because we, we have to, we have to establish that. And I, I think, you know, something that I want to, to communicate as well, to remind people is at the end of the day, 
the responsibility falls on you as the consumer. I was just going to say (laughs) that's like the responsibility is on you. If you are, if you get tons of like, here's let's, let's bring something topical into this. The whole Joe, Joe Rogan controversy. We say, Oh, Joe Rogan is, is influential. He shouldn't be, you know, doing the ivermectin thing. He, the dude gets to do whatever the hell he wants with his own body, but he's influential. So other people are going to do it. That's not his fault. You mm-hmm. made the choice to listen to someone, whether you agree with it or not, and act on that. Like you're responsible, you're responsible for your own actions. And so, yes, is that harder if you have to decipher through potential misinformation? Of course, but you're not going to have this reality, like made up world where everything is perfectly accurate for you, your, the context of your life, the mm-hmm. context of your, his, your training history, your goals, all that stuff. You have to figure that out. And one thing that I want to add to that is that's a great list. I think the last thing I would add going off the responsibility thing is put the phone down and do it. Mm-hmm. Like put the mm-hmm. phone down and try it and see, okay, let's, you mentioned doing the, you know, <clears throat> doing a, an actual phase structured program for four to eight weeks. Do that. What was the feedback that you got? Mm-hmm. What was the feedback? Okay, yep. I noticed that at week five, my strength went down here. Um, but I noticed that uh, my energy was also getting low here. But this is also a part of my life where I was really stressed and I was getting bad sleep. You collect that data. Then you refine. You learn more. The whole process is just about learning more about your body. First, you get the information. You apply the information into your life. And then that teaches you about how that application reflects with you and your own body, your own genetics, your own epigenetics, all that stuff. And then you can continue refining the process from there. Mm-hmm. And so people always like it, they'll send it, you know, on a Q and a the other day, they were like, which one's best, the elliptical, the, the bike or the treadmill. And I'm like, what, what are we talking about here? Best according to what, for what purpose, for who, why, you know, like, we, we can't just live in this black and white world where we say has to be one way or it has to be the other. So anyway, without going on a whole tirade about that, let's just narrow it down, figure out what you feel is most important to you and resonates with you the most, and then go do that thing for three, four, five, six weeks, see what happens and, and go from there. So um, b- bouncing off of that, kind of segueing further into the, the, the social media thing, um, have you, how have you learned to navigate the world of TikTok because that animal is different than anything that I have experienced in my entire life. So I guess I'm going to give you a general and broad question. What have, what are some of the, the, the great things that you've gained and learned from that app? What are some of the things that you could do without, and you feel that, you know, people might need, might need to watch out for, or just give me your general thoughts on that mm-hmm. as far as TikTok goes. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm forever going to love that app because it changed my life literally forever. I mean, my life will forever be changed by that app and it's a free app. And so like, you know, I, I love the app. Um, I think there's so many great things from, I mean, you could talk about from a consumer perspective, you could talk about from a business perspective, you could talk about so many things. Um, I'll give one for consumer, one for business. Like if you're, if you are a business, like again, the organic reach is insane. So you don't have to pay any money and you can just put out free content. And if it's good and it's helpful, you're going to get people interested in you. You're going to build a following, all that kind of stuff. So amazing for business, for consumer. Like it's literally, I mean, it's one of the reasons why it's like one of the fastest growing apps ever. Like it's Mm -hmm. so like the dopamine you get from video to video, to video, to video. It's like, it's very, it's a very good app. It's a very well-structured app and it's, it's a video. You're very engaged. It's not too long. And so it's a phenomenal, phenomenal app. Um, and I, you know, I guess 
you want to speak to like my personal experiences with the app or yeah yeah i want to cool as you you as a coach promoting health and fitness promoting yourself promoting your business what are the things that you you know what have, what have, what have you learned from that app yeah i mean so so i'll give you a, a few good examples um i mean the amount of people that have messaged me saying you've changed my life i lost 50 pounds because of you i've this is this is the best i've ever felt you've changed my relationship with food i wake up every day and i love your motivation like the amount of just number one positive kind messages but more so number two like the amount of people who i've luckily and and blessfully been able to impact through that app like just putting my phone to my face and talking into my phone um insane like it, it's such i i literally pray every night and I, I thank god i'm like i thank you for allowing me to just impact so many people like it's nuts like it's absolutely nuts to me because again all this started from just like a kid who was way too obsessed with working out and like nutrition like I, I was just fucking obsessed with this i was way too obsessed with it but that's how this all started and so like for it to come to this you know i have over i've half over half a million followers which is just like nuts to even say um but like yeah i, th I think I, i'm thankful every single day and i'm blessed to be able to just like have you know people who are interested in me be able to build a business be able to impact people like be able to help people at scale to be able to fight against some of the misinformation um i'm forever forever blessed um one of the down one of the you know downfalls downfall downside whatever um like i just had a video that went viral it was like 1.5 million views on there and it was about like a tricep extension it oh, yeah, again people yeah so people just lose their they lost they lost their shit they're like i mean if you go to some of those comments they're you know, they're pretty rough. They're like, mm -hmm. this guy is not even in shape. He, no, this guy, I, I, why, why would you take advice from somebody who's not in shape and all this kind of stuff? This guy has no fucking clue what he's talking about. You know, I, I learned better than this when I was in sixth grade. And so I think, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's ruthless, right? It's ruthless. And I, I think a few things, um, especially earlier on when I was not used to it, it would really fuck with me. Like it would, it would fuck with me a lot. Cause I was like, shit, man. Like I, you know, I don't like that that kind of like energy that kind of i don't vibe well with that kind of energy i don't like to engage in that kind of energy and so like it really it really was uh tough for me at first because i took it um really personally and i didn't i didn't want to engage in that kind of um interaction and uh, you know the comment section can just be ruthless sometimes which again like I, i'm putting myself out there so it's a it's a product of what it is and people can say they have their own opinions and they can think whatever they want but you know it, it can be tough sometimes when you know people again people try to call you out for this or that. And they, they twist your words or whatever the case may be. And it's like, you know, that, that can sometimes, you know, it can deter me. Like, I'm like, all right, I don't really, I don't really want to go on this fucking app today. Like, I don't, I don't feel like dealing with this shit today. Like, I just, I don't feel like dealing with it. Um, so, you know, I think that can be a downside. Like, you know, Jordan has talked about this before, but, and I'm nowhere near on his level yet, but he's talking, he's talked before about like, how having a very, very, very high following count is not always the best thing. And, oh, um, gosh, you know, man. I, like the whole like idolization of celebrities earlier. I'm like, who I would never want yeah. that ever. Yeah. So yeah. And, like, and you know what? Like, so, so like, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it seems like you're already going into it, but I would love to, I would love to hear, cause I've had to deal with that as well. Probably not to the extent that you have, but I would love to hear how you've navigated through that. Cause I get a sense that, that you and I have very, very, very similar uh, personalities. Uh, and <clears throat> perhaps even if I go so far, love languages, like you've mentioned several times, the words that have, people have said about you and you smile when you say it. So I'm willing to bet that words of affirmation mean a lot mm -hmm. to you, which also means that when they are not words of affirmation, they tank you down. Cause that's how I am, you know? So I would love to hear, you know, if you know how you've kind of just navigated through that. Yeah. I mean, so, so like, for example, I, um, 
I was in a grocery store the other day. And again, this is just nuts to me, but I was in the grocery store the other day and this dude came up to me. He's like, yo, Eric. And I'm like, oh, what's up, man? Like, what's going on? He's like, dude, I followed you for, you know, the past, since you've been on TikTok and I've lost 60 pounds and like, da, da, da. and I'm like, bro, that's fucking insane. And he's like, can I get a picture with you and all this stuff? And I was like, yeah, bro. It's like, of course. And so like, that's sweet. Like, that is so cool. But like, that's a double-edged sword. Cause now it's like, you have all these eyes on you. Right. And it's like mm-hmm. in a world of like cancel culture and all this oh. kind of stuff, it's like, you know, what, where do you, where do you go? What do you navigate to all this kind of stuff? And so it, it can be hard sometimes. That's why I like, and I've always been like this. If I was not doing the business I do, I would not be on social media at all. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be on Instagram. I wouldn't be on TikTok. Nope. I wouldn't be on anything. And um, so I just, I don't share a lot of my life and that's because I don't, I don't enjoy it. Number one, it's, I don't, I don't feel comfortable sharing my life. Like I, I feel way more comfortable, like helping people in their lives. I don't feel comfortable sharing my life, but again, like people are fucking crazy, man. Like I, I don't, you know, people are nuts. And, and again, having more eyes on you just means like, you know, potentially speaking, um, you know, I don't, I don't say more like fuck ups, but you, I guess you kind of get what I'm saying. And so, um, yeah, I mean, the, the way I navigate it is, is a few things. Um, kind of taking a step back and just being like, all right, like, why, why am I mad? Like somebody commented on my post saying I'm not in shape. And then I, I go look in the mirror and I got my biceps and my abs. Like, all right, I'm fucking in shape. Like it's all good. Like, and so it's like, you know, why, why is this pissing me off? Like some random person who would never say this to me in real life, like just commented something because they feel really strong that day. It's like, and you know, it's really coming from a place of like, like I would never in my existence of my life think about going on a post and commenting something negative. That's Literally, insane. that's never crossed my mind. It's never crossed my mind. It never will cross my mind. It's 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 totally like, but for me to think about the mindset somebody has to be in in order to do that, like that person's fucked. Like they're they're that person is in such a bad place where I'm like, yo, like, and I actually had this one time. Like somebody commented to something and I responded in a video and I was like, dude, like. I'm really sorry if anything I could ever do to help. He's, I was like, let me know. And he's like, he'll be commented back. And he's like, bro, I'm so sorry. Like my girlfriend just broke up with me. My kid's doing this. And, uh, like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, that just shows like that one time showed me. I was like, wow, people like they, they don't, they don't, they don't even think like they, they don't even think before they make a comment. Sometimes it's, it's insane to me, but like, they don't think before they make a comment. And I'm just like, all right, why is this pissing me off? And you know what? I'll say it too. Like it, it builds thick skin. Like I've heard it all. I've heard like this dude has no clue he's talking about. I'll, I get all the time because I only show my face, which again, like I don't show my body because like I, I'm not here to show you my body. I'm here to help you. But like either way, you know, this dude's fat. Why would you take, why would you take weight loss advice from a fat guy or whatever the case may be? And I'm just like, dude, you, you only have no clue. Like I just don't even understand. But um, yeah, I would say it, it builds thick skin. And like, you know, at the end of the day, like I don't want them to win i i want to win i want the people who want to follow me to win so it's like if i was to completely back off then they're winning i'm not winning they would be winning and i don't i don't lose i only win (laughs) um so uh yeah i would say i would say that's probably the biggest things yeah that's awesome man it's 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 tough it's almost like you wish you knew before you gotten into it you know like you could take a course on how to prepare for it on how to deal Mm -hmm. with it i think going on to the subject of the thick skin, it also prepares you if you're self-aware enough like you did to reflect on why you're reacting a certain way. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's like, why, why in the world am I letting user 1857926 saying that I am fat or whatever, but like, why am I letting that bother me? Well, Mm -hmm. clearly maybe I, you know, I, maybe I have some insecurity still to deal with. 
or you know it just gives you more insight on who you are as who you are as a person but it's it's so important to not take it personally because like you said it's easy to because it feels mm -hmm. personal because the way our brain registers it i don't know if there's science but I'd, I'd be willing to bet there is but the way our brain registers it is like someone that's standing right in front of you and saying that to your face that's literally not what's going on. Someone is mm -hmm. looking at a video of you, commenting mm -hmm. on it, likely to, you know, get likes from other people, who knows why. And then that's it. But like the way we perceive it is like someone knowing all of who we are makes that judgment about us. But that's not true whatsoever. Right. You know, so it's it's definitely far more a reflection of of them than it is on, you know, you or I as as an individual. So I thank mm -hmm. you for sharing that. I love to hear that just because that's something that people don't don't realize. And I think it's so important for us to react out of a place of, um, or I should say respond instead of react out of a place of like, this is their thing. This is not my thing. Cause then it allows us to come from more of like a place of love. And then it allows us to keep moving forward instead of getting mm -hmm. bogged down and being dragged down to, to their level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you like, I've respond like once every four to six months, I'll respond to one of those comments on my TikTok, And like, I, I just did one the other day because the, the guy was like, why would you take muscle building advice from a guy who has no muscle? Right. So I like showed like three or four pictures of me flexing, whatever. And I was like, listen, like, this is what's like fucked up with the whole TikTok space. I'm like, yes. you, you guys think that like everybody's 5% shredded, like a bodybuilder year round. Like that's not what real people do. And it's not what real people walk around. Like, and these people get these perceptions in their head of like, until I look like that, I'm not in shape or I won't be successful or I won't be happy. It's like, that's not real. It's not real. And so I don't want, I'm glad you called me that. Like I'm, that, that makes me actually happy because that proves to me I can build over half a million people following me without needing to look like or show my body like this or set this unrealistic expectation because I can't tell you how many people are like, but I want to look like them. And I'm like, do you understand? Number one, that's not real. Number two, that's they do two that. hours of cardio per day. Number three, it's perfect lighting. Number four, they're on, they're on performance enhancing drugs. Like it's not real. And so like, I'll respond every now and then just to like kind of humble people. Cause I also know like my following will like go comment and be like, I don't want them to be mean, but like, I know they're like, Oh, sure. that, that looked really smart. Like, great job, dude. But, um, right. yeah. So, you know, I'll, I'll, and I've been following Eric for so long. That's not reflective of who he is. And that's that, anyway, keep going. I'll get into the, the next yeah. thing I want to talk about. <laughs> yeah. So, but no, I think, I think that's it. Like, I think just, you know, taking it and, um, you know, again, it's like kind of like, like evaluating kind of what's really going on and like, am I really going to let somebody who just made a comment on TikTok like really ruin my day? Like right. I can't let that happen. Like, it's just right. not because again, they, they, they would be winning. Like if I really let that get to me, they'd be winning. And I, it's just that that's not acceptable. So, yeah. Yeah. I think a key element too, and this is, this would be more so speaking, whoever's listening, speaking to people who maybe are coaches or trainers um, or anybody that wants to create some sort of like following or business or whatever from, from social media is like you, you have to be, you have to be authentic from the get go. Because if you're not, you're going to be exhausted keeping up that image. And two, something's, something's going to happen and you're going to crumble. Like, for example, you know, if, if that had happened with that commenter and you haven't been authentic this whole entire time and you hadn't built this trust, everybody else would have been like, yeah, this dude's a fraud, you know, mm -hmm. but they're like, no, we know, we know Eric, like, that's not who he is. That's not what he's about. And so when you're authentic to yourself, like you're, you stay true to yourself and you say, you reflect that with your audience, your audience then knows that. And that builds this stable foundation to where when you have these numb nuts that come in every once in a while and say something, it doesn't mean a thing, mm -hmm. you know? Yep. 
So, well, Eric, I've loved this conversation, dude. I don't want to take too much of your time, but I, I'm, oh, I'm extremely, good, I'm extremely thankful. Um, where, where can people go to, you, you have great content. Where can people go to find you? Um, any and all platforms, anything that you want to share? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, uh, TikTok, Eric at Eric Roberts Fitness, uh, Instagram at Eric Roberts Fitness, YouTube, just Eric Roberts, type my name, podcast, Eric Roberts Fitness Podcast, and I write articles on my website, ericrobertsfitness.com. So just do a quick Google search of Eric Roberts Fitness, and I'm sure somebody, somebody multiple this, things will come up. Somebody get this guy a VA. He's like, yes. how much longer can you handle this content? <laughs> Oh my goodness, I cannot believe it is over already. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Hey, listen in. If you have a health and fitness goal that you are trying to reach, I don't know what else to say other than to say it must be a match made in heaven. If you didn't know already, Pullman Fitness exists to transform the body, mind, and spirit through personal coaching and sustainable fitness plans for any stage of life. So if you want to reach your goals, build sustainability, and enjoy life all at the same time, you guys got to check out Premier Coaching at Pullman Fitness. From custom tailored programming to 24-7 access to your personal coach, you'll have everything that you need to succeed. You guys can find out a lot more about Premier Coaching as well as our membership program at PullmanFitness.com. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, share the love by leaving a five-star review and introducing the podcast to your friends and family. As always, thank you so much for listening, and until next time, this is The podcast.